The best startups know what their customers want, but how do even the smartest CEOs know what investors want in order to finance the business? Today, we talked to Johnny Walker at Ruled about raising the all-important A round of financing and how startups should prepare to meet the challenge. Welcome back to another edition of The Angel Nest, where real angel investors and entrepreneurs partner to build great companies. I'm David Hemingway. I'm a five-time founder and now an active angel investor. And my mission here is to tell the stories that are powering innovation. Many startups find that their biggest challenge doesn't come from customers, supply lines, or technology. Often the toughest part of getting started is finding funding. That's ironic because investment in startups skyrocketed in the years leading up to 2021 and its peak of $681 billion. Things have gotten a lot tougher since then, of course, as many investors and VCs hold off on new investments or keep their powder dry and accessible in case one of their existing portfolio companies needs additional capital. We're joined today by Johnny Walker, the co-founder of Ruled Outsourced Accounting, CFO and Advisory Services, and we're going to talk about how startups can get themselves in the best possible position to raise money. Welcome back, Johnny. And we should say first that this is really your specialty at Ruled. You focus on helping startups scale and grow. Thank you, David. It's great to be here again. Uh, yes, both from the accounting and CFO perspectives, uh, one on the accounting side is really providing that finance base that helps companies understand what, what or be, be compliant, but then also understand what their current financials are showing them, but then uh, build out that infrastructure in which you can do a proper projections model going forward. And that's where we fold in the CFO services that is really about the strategic vision for the company. Now, you've helped a lot of companies raise venture money. Is there a formula, would you say, or is it very specific to each vertical and, and each enterprise? I think there's there's some aspects uh, that are formulaic. Um, so uh, f from looking at it from an industry perspective, uh, you would say that there are certain benchmarks or yardsticks that companies need to be at in order to be eligible, if you like, from an investor's view. Uh, in terms of raising funding, and that might be revenue traction, it might be you know strong evidence of product market fit, et cetera. So there's definitely some formulaic aspects to it. But I think when it comes to the actual companies themselves and preparing them for that raise and putting forward a financial vision, it's a unique process every time. Every company is different. Every company is unique. No matter whether they share the same industry or not, you still have to go through a process that pulls out that differential the differentiation that they have in the in the marketplace and what's really going to make the the, the pitch sing to a, a set of investors. And that's definitely a, a, a unique process. We see a lot of founders in the angel world who think that they should jump right to VCs, but it seems like it's a stronger case maybe if they build the stable of investors kind of from the ground up, maybe starting with friends and family. How, how do you advise them on that? Yeah, I think one of the one of the aspects never to forget is that uh, f uh, funding investment brings extra strings or or overhead, and it depends on where you get that f that the funds from. And so with venture, uh, that's a regulated industry, and they bring a certain amount of compliance uh, that's required for companies to follow once they've accepted that financing. And you know we see it in, in a lot of their, obviously a lot of our clients that have raised Series C and above for this uh, institutional money at play. There are compliance and, and, and gap uh, compliant financials becomes a requirement. Uh, so it's actually very sensible and I think advisable for founders at an early stage to access sources of financing that don't bring that compliance overhead. And getting uh, safe notes from angels or friends and family is a very effective way. The actual round cost, the cost of closing around is minuscule compared to a preferred equity round and you don't have this compliance overhead. 
And you can really just use that capital in the most effective way possible. And I think that's a bright thing to do. You know, successful entrepreneurs are people who make the most out of very limited resources. And finding sources of funding that are low cost means that they've got more capital available to focus on the product creation and, and understanding the market. Do family and angel rounds in the early going, Johnny, give founders more credibility with VCs when it comes time to get an A round? Yes, I think that's definitely the case. Uh, for for the, the re- reasons we were just talking about, you know, getting that angel round funding in, it's low cost. It shows that the, the, the entrepreneur is thinking about how to leverage the most out of limited resources. The, the other aspect I'd advise is making sure you keep that cap table clean. Yes, by all means, get this early stage uh, safe note type financing, but don't let it uh, develop too much or get complex because investors are going to look at a sort of a messy cap table in the way that you've got the equity structures, and that's going to be a red flag. So yes, get this money in early, but keep the structure of it clean and make sure you're actually forecasting for what you need to get to the next stage. I've also had VCs tell me that they don't want to invest in startups where they have to put in financial structure. They want to see startups that already have that. So I wonder if sometimes founders don't wait too long to come to Ruled or, or to someone else who can you know, help them get that structure right from the beginning. Yeah, I th- I think certainly a dynamic that happens right now is that you know they can successfully raise the next round of financing, uh, seed stage or whatever, uh, and then the investors pretty much right away are saying, okay, first board meetings three weeks away, I need a budget to be presented, and that puts really the onus on the entrepreneur at that point to get things fixed. And I think having a having a plan ahead of that um, is is very advisable, so you're not got this crunch. Uh, post-raising money or trying to put the right financial infrastructure in place, get it in there ahead of time is definitely an advisable approach. So, Johnny, I'm curious how you carved out this niche and this this area that you occupy of, you know, helping startups uh, get to their A round and and beyond. Was it it organic or was it something that you know from the beginning that you really wanted to be involved in startups? Yeah, I think uh, from from a early uh, part of my career, I think the focus on startups became pretty evident, just in small companies and raising out financing from um, back in Scotland. Um, what I would say is that this marketplace is it's it's actually quite well established. This idea of leveraging fractional resources and finance expertise and people who have experience in raising money, I think it's it's very pervasive across the across the market. What uh, really, I think, helps create the service that, that startups need is having the layered environment that, for example, Rule brings to it. So we bring the accounting and we bring the CFO and we also have the tax side as well. And the accounting helps create that rigidity or robustness and reliability in the accounting, which then makes the job of the CFO possible. And having that approach brings best cost efficiency across the entire function and helps make sure that the people that are doing the job are appropriately skilled towards that actual task. And that, in our experience, provides the most reliable outcome for for the entrepreneur, for the CEO. And the companies that you're seeing now get funded and that you're working with to help get funded, um, do, do you see that they need more financial infrastructure now than they did maybe a year or two ago? Has the market changed in that regard? So yes, I think that that does apply. And certainly in this marketplace right now where you've got, uh, it's a tough market for raising equity. 
uh, which means the resources that you have are, are all the more important. I mean, they're, they're crucial in any case, but in today's market, you've got to leverage the most out of that resource that you have. And the investors know that too, and they really want to understand where their companies are at. We've seen this with uh, with many of our clients that the investors are now requiring financial updates in a much shorter time frame after the end of the quarter. And this is all evidence that everybody's focused on, you know, how are the companies doing? Where are they going? What are the risks around actually getting to that next round of funding? I think having this focus on finance is, is absolutely paramount, especially in today's market. Johnny Walker from Ruled, you've carved out a really interesting niche and you work with a lot of exciting companies. It's great. Thanks for, uh, thanks for sharing the stories today. Thank you very much, David. Been a great time. You can find contact information for our guests today at our website, theangelnest.com, where you can also reach me. Please get in touch if you know of an exciting opportunity we should talk about. My email is david at theangelnest.com. I'm David Hemingway. We produce The Angel Nest with help from David Newhoff at the Art Deco Film Center building just outside of Times Square in Midtown Manhattan. Thanks for listening, and here's hoping my fellow angels and the founders they support find their next great venture. So long until next time.